will be in later. Thank you, sir. Um, at this time, uh, Mr. Joe Moses is going to lead us in our invocation. And I pledge allegiance to please stand for the invocation and pledge. Let us pray. Most kind and benevolent Father, we thank you for this beautiful day and all your bountiful blessings. We pray, Father God, for divine favor as you work with us and heal the bodies and heal the nation and heal the world, Father God, as we face this COVID-19 crisis. We pray for the divine wisdom and insight for this body as they deliberate on the business of this community. And we give you all the praise and all the glory for us in Jesus' name. We pray. Amen. 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 Let us pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I heard him. <laughs> I heard him. Thank you, Mr. Mosley. Um, Commissioner Stevens reminded me that one of our um, community leaders passed away, Mr. Sally Richardson who served as the DFACS director for several years in Liberty County. She was a member of a, a constituent of his district, so I'll let him say a few words in, in Ms. Richardson's honor. Okay. Uh, Mr. Chairman, thank you for taking the time to recognize Ms. Richardson. Uh, like I say, she was a committed to the community as a leader. Uh, like I say, she always worked, she, she worked at, at DFACS, and she, helped, she also helped a lot many others to receive jobs at DFACS during her time. Uh, she will be eulogized on um, Saturday. Uh, I'm looking for the time right now, but it will be uh, Saturday at Midway. The interment will be at Midway Congregational Church. The funeral service will be at the Dorchester Funeral Home at 1 p.m. So let's keep the family in prayer. Thank you, sir. <clears throat> All right, our minutes would require our approval. Have you had time to look over them, commissioners? Yes, yes. sir, Mr. Chairman. Right. I'll make a motion that we approve the minutes. All right. Second. Second. Motion second. and second from Commissioner Thrift and Commissioner Stevens to approve the minutes as presented. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor, please raise your right hand. All opposed? The minutes are approved. Thank you. Right on to our departmental reports, LCPC is coming before us. Hello, sir. How are you? Too bad. Out for just a little bit. All right. Our first uh, petition tonight is variance 2021-6LC. This was uh, submitted by Mr. Josh Wheeler on behalf of the owner AOI South, which is him. But uh, this is for a variance to decrease the side setbacks of a property from 10 feet or from 15 feet to 10 feet. The property is zoned R2 for single and two-family residential and it consists of 0.39 acres of land, more or less, uh, further described as parcel 281A52, and it is located in District 4. Here is our legal ad, as well as our sign. This is out in the Isle of Wight area. So if you come off of, uh, uh, so this is like the 95 part where uh, Isle of Wight, kind of the <coughs> upper uh, northeastern part, I guess, of Isle of Wight. Um, you come up on uh, this side of 95, and it's in sort of the southern uh, area of that. Hard to describe. Isle of Wight's a big place. But uh, yeah, it's on Isle of Wight Road, and then Gwendolyn Drive is down on this side here. 
So uh, it's this one specific piece in question, uh, this kind of long skinny piece here. Uh, Y'all may be aware that there's a lot of pieces that look like this out in Isle of Wight that are non-conforming. They are too, um, they don't have enough lot width to, for the zoning that they've been assigned. Uh, the minimum required lot width is 80 feet for these parcels and this one's only 60. <coughs> So you can see that all the properties around it are also zoned R2, uh, same as this one. So as far as our variance conditions, uh, there are extraordinary and exceptional conditions pertaining to this piece of property. Yes, this lot is exceptional because it has a lot width of 60 feet and <coughs> zoned R2, which requires a lot width of 80 feet. Uh, the, these parcels, by the way, were all cut before we had our standard zoning that we do now. <coughs> you know, the, the, the lot widths back then didn't reflect what we have come to require from R2 zoning now. The, uh, the application of the appendix to this piece of property would create an unnecessary hardship. Um, so as it is right now, uh, as I said, there are 15-foot setbacks on either side. This is a 60-foot <coughs> lot. That leaves 30 feet for a single-family home, which is what the lot is intended for. Mm -hmm. um, so any, any single-family home would have to fit in that 30 feet width. Mm. Uh, such conditions are peculiar to this piece of property. No, there are many other properties in this area that are similarly non-conforming, as I mentioned. Relief, if granted, would cause no detriment to the public good or impair the uh, purposes or intent of the ordinance. <coughs> so, uh, just for a summary, parcel zoned R2, which requires a setback of 15 feet on each side. It's uh, 60 feet in width, leaving only 30 feet of room for a house. This is limiting in the construction of a single-family site-built home, which is the, uh, one of the permitted uses of the R2 zoning district. So uh, our uh, LCPC recommendation is approval with standard conditions. All right. Uh, Kelly's not here. I guess Joey is on you. <clears throat> Maybe Jeff. I was just thinking when we run into these kind of lots, and there are several out there in the county um, that would prohibit, as you said, someone from building a single family home on a lot. Commissioner, do we need all those to come to us, or, or, or should we look in the future at giving them the authority when it's these kind of lots that are grandfathered in? Well, I guess it would be grandfathered in. So the LCPC could, could make that decision without, does it need to come to us on a case by case by case by case by case basis. See what I'm saying? I, I do. Only, only thought process there is, is uh, this one doesn't have any opponents to it. Yeah. Or mm -hmm. the reason it's gotcha. for. Gotcha. We have some that want to do accessory buildings like we had yeah. uh, previously. Where yeah. Landowners are concerned. Mm -hmm. um, it would simplify it, yeah. But, um, but you may have, you may have, you may have some issues come up. Maybe Jeff and I can talk about that if you want us to research that a little Please bit. Please do. And see kind of what there, what options there to yeah. make this. Because there are several of these out there to, right. you know, right. and yeah. make it easier on the property owner. Mm -hmm. I will let you know we have another one of these exact ones coming to you next month. <laughs> see, <it? laughs> already. All right. Okay. Yeah. If you, you and Jeff would talk about that and bring us back a recommendation, please, sir. All right, uh, recommend approval, sir. Yes, sir. Commissioner Jones, he said District 4. Yes, sir. And, and once again, the commissioners always yield to the commission from the district to make the recommendation. And sometimes that commissioner will pass to another commissioner. So it's your choice. You can either make a recommendation. If you want to, you can pass. They're recommending approval of their variance. Uh, question, Mr. Chairman. Sure. sure. Um, what is the 
uh, structure that is going to be, the parcel is going to be used for? It will be a single family site built home. Okay. Um, all right, I will move for approval to go forward with the approval of the variance. Okay, is, that, is there a second? A second. All right, now let me go back. My, my bad, I was asking Jerry. Um, but Jerry said there was no uh, opposition, oh, so we, we got no calls one way or the other. All right, okay. Nothing I always look at did anybody oppose it because the neighbors have a, the right to say yay or nay. They can't necessarily stop it, but they can at least raise their concerns about the project and then come and ask questions too. <coughs> but there was no opposition to that, so all right. All right, so uh, the commissioner makes the uh, recommendation, the motion for approval, and there's a second. Any further discussion? There be now all in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right, the motion passes. Thank you. I just got one more zoning action for you. That, this is zoning, so we need to go into public hearing. Okay, Chair, any motion to go into public hearing for a rezoning matter? So moved. Second? Second. Motion second, we need rezoning. All in favor, raise your right hand, please. All right. Go ahead, sir. All right, thank you, sir. Uh, so this is rezoning 2021-8LC. Uh, this was <coughs> submitted by Mr. Brandon, Bo oh, sorry, Mr. Brandon Boyce on behalf of Sharonda Tippins, who's the owner, to rezone two acres, more or less, from B2, which is for general commercial, to AR1 for agricultural residential. Um, oh, sorry, Sharonda Tippins is the woman who's interested in buying it. Sorry, Horace Welch Jr. is the current owner of the property. Uh, and it is further described as parcel 16450. Uh, and it is located in District 1. Uh, so here is our uh, public notification as well as our sign. This is on uh, Lewis Frazier. Uh, if you uh, can see where we are, the, this is um, Coastal Highway right here, so it's a little bit before we hit that intersection. And here's a closer picture of it, and Lewis Frazier is up to the north here. So uh, let's see here. There we go. So uh, this is kind of a weird, a weird parcel. It was actually in a in a past life. It was zoned AR1 um, some time ago. The Board of Commissioners did vote to rezone it to B2. It was never used for any commercial use. Uh, it's just been sitting there for I think 12 years now. And uh, so the uh, the applicant is petitioning to have this rezoned back to AR1 so that they can put a single family home on it. So just some notes. Uh, the property is designated agricultural and forestry by our comprehensive plan, and that allows for residential properties. Uh, there are homes on nearby properties, and the ones that don't have homes are undeveloped. And uh, just again a note, the parcel was previously zoned AR1 before the BOC rezoned it to B2. So uh, the comprehensive plan has designated this parcel for agricultural and forestry uses, so that includes residential uses. It, actually, its current uh, commercial designation is not in line with the comprehensive plan, so rezoning this would, would move it into conformity with the comprehensive plan. And uh, the property is additionally surrounded on all sides by A1 and AR1 zoning, and the adjacent properties are mostly forested. So we are recommending approval on this with standard conditions. Okay. Uh, any opposition to this? No Sorry. comments one way or the other. No? Okay. Yeah, I'm ready to make a motion. Yes, sir. All right, commission. Make a motion that we zone the profit, rezone the profit back to AR1. <clears throat> Is there a second? Okay. Motion and a second. Is Commissioner <laughs> Frazier. <laughs> All right. We approve uh, RC, LCPC's rezoning for this property. Any further discussion? There being none, all in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? 
All right. It's done, sir. Thank you, sir. And if uh, y all y'all could remember to sign those little uh, forms, mm -hmm. the financial interest statement. I got you, you this sir. time. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Come collect those at the end. Come on. Here you go. Entertain a motion to come out of public hearing. So moved, Mr. Chair. Second. 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 All in favor? Raise your right hand. All right. Back in the regular session. All right. Hi. Hello. How are you? So I'm here to present the final plat for Richmond Pass subdivision. This was formerly known as Auburn Ridge Phase Two, um, and then when the submission of the final plat, they gave it a new name. It, um, this is the developers, Dryden Enterprises, and EMISAC Engineering has done the design for this work. It is 46 single-family homes on 20.12 acres um, on Charlie Butler Road. So this kind of, this is the interchange. Here's Oglethorpe Pier and then Charlie Butler here. The, the Midway City Hall is right in that corner. I'm flipping this map around because this is how the actual plat is oriented. Um, here is the interchange again with 95, and Oglethorpe is here. Midway City Hall is in this location here. And um, this originally was four individual <coughs> deeds that they have recombined into one. This is the overall site plan showing the um, the plat, it's not part of the subdivision, it's not actually part of the official final plat, but this gives you it all in one. The uh, parcels that I've highlighted in green are the common space drainage parcels, drainage and wetlands, that are gonna be dedicated to the HOA. And then right here, this little pink parcel is for the pump station, and as you recall, the city of Midway is supplying water and sewer services to this subdivision. Uh, they chose in, 19, in 2019 to DNX their portion of it and basically give, so the entirety is in Liberty County. So this is the first half, the bottom uh, left half or northern part of the plat. This is part of one of the official uh, sheets of the plat itself. Um, Again, here, all this area back here is that common drainage area, and this is part of it right here. The Valley Court is down here, and this is Richmond Pass, and this is Summit Circle over here. And then connecting over to the southern part, uh, there again, here is, here is the drainage down here, and this parcel right here is the pump station tract. And then the third page to the official plat is this right here, which um, gives you all the parcel data here and all the signature blocks. So as I mentioned, this property was originally in both the city and the county, and it was de-annexed. Uh, the minimal usable lot size is 6,000 square feet, and the lots range in size from 16, 6 to over 16,000 square feet. The minimum width is 60 feet, and they range from 60 to over 150 feet wide. And the front side and rear setbacks are 15, 7 and a half, and 25 feet, respectively. Um, the lots along Charlie Butler Road are not allowed to be accessed directly from that road. And there is a note on that indicating that on the plat. There's also a, a buffer along the lots that about this road. All but one of those buffers is 30 feet. The other one is 20 feet. And again, that is indicated on the, on the plat. Um, there are two sign easements that have been added 
to the final plot that weren't shown on the preliminary. They're, they're at the northern entrance. <coughs> Right here, these two little squares right here on either side are, are 20 by 25 <coughs> easements for signage. Those are going to be dedicated to the HOA and will be the responsibility of the HOA to maintain. Um, and as I mentioned, the, the uh, subdivision was originally in four deeds, has now been recombined into one, and that has been filed and recorded. So the dedications to the county include about 2,800 feet of new streets and the drainage easements for the functional maintenance of the stormwater management <laughs> facilities. And that does include a couple ponds, um, limited, a little bit of piping for the stormwater off the streets and some swales. The HOA is being dedicated the three drainage and wetlands area, which is about five and a half acres, and the sign easements. And as the city is uh, serving it with public water and sewer, um, the pump station tract is being dedicated to the city. And as there are just some very minor easements where the water line or the sewer line cuts across a very small portion of um, one or two of the lots. And all these easements and dedications are indicated. Uh, all the utilities have been installed and the remaining improvements um, are guaranteed by performance guarantees and letters of credit and the amounts you see here, um, $96,680.40 for primary improvements, which includes piping, uh, paving, striping, and signage for the roads. It includes $143,280 for the secondary improvements, which are this sidewalks and street trees. And then because the pump station isn't quite operational yet, there is also $150,000 performance guarantee for the pump station. Um, and in addition, there is the two-year maintenance guarantee of $130,559.40. And the, this pump station bond and part of the water and sewer portion of the maintenance bond is in favor of the city because it is their utilities, their, their uh, infrastructure, and the remaining of the bonds and the maintenance is in favor of the county. LCPC recommends approval of this final plat for the Richmond Pass subdivision with a special condition. <coughs> and it is that prior to the issuance of the first certificate of occupancy, the pump station shall be operational and the city of Midway shall have accepted the dedication and deed for the pump station tract. We just wanna make sure it gets officially into the hands of the city before anybody's actually using that pump station. Questions about this project? I'm going to have Marcus come up, I guess, if you will. Marcus, just out of curiosity, and not out of curiosity, from experience from being a commissioner, the lots that are that back up to the wet areas, are they going to drain properly? Uh, yes, sir, they will. We're, we incorporated the wet areas into the design of the subdivision and are actually using them for the purposes of drainage. Mm -hmm. um, I think uh, Mr. Dryden can attest, we put a lot of fill in that subdivision and, and raised most of the lots at least three feet. So um, we've taken all of that into account. I have no doubt that it'll drain well. Okay. In fact, it's, it's been tested pretty well over the last three to four weeks and we haven't had any ponding in the lots yet. Yeah. So that, that's a good sign. Yeah. Um, Joey, because I'm assuming after a certain, well, well, you're going to have an HOA. Yes, sir. 
And Marcus, you and I both know sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Um, um, more recently, they have been working. Yeah. Um, they have become more of the norm, especially in these higher density units <coughs> entering into these pods. Uh, we've had a lot, of, a, a lot of good results out of the HOA, so mm -hmm. I feel like this will be a good one. Yeah, because when the commission judge on Wednesday cease to function, then they come knocking on outdoors about drainage, about streets, all those kind of things. So I just want to make sure that everything is in place. Um, you know, we haven't had any problems out of Mr. Dryden's work, so I'm not saying that, sir. The work speaks for itself. I just want to, as a commissioner, we have to make sure on our side that in the long run, because uh, those citizens, is the drainage <clears throat> that they come and about roads that they come to us. Um, and when, when those things don't function well, they remind us that we pay taxes too. Yeah. And they remind us also that somebody, no, no, they tell us nobody's responsible. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're going to set you up for, for the best success. All right. um, Mr. Dryden will be there every step of the way with the HOA until he completely turns it over. Uh, Trent Long, as y'all's uh, our county engineer and inspector, has been with us every step of the way as well. So we're going to give you the best possible product we can, or have given you the best pro yeah. product we can. Yeah. 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 But I have that's, that's a commissioner's PTSD that we have when it <laughs> comes to those kind of things. All right. All right. Any other questions for Mr. Sack or Mr. Dryden? I have none, Mr. Chairman. All right. All right. Then no. chair, chair, to the motion. Thank you, Marcus. Chairman, I make a motion that we accept this. Uh, what is it going to be called? Uh, the plans mm -hmm. for the rich, Richmond Pass subdivision. Second. Motion second that we approve this final plat. I will say this, you know, we're always happy to see growth in the county. So we appreciate your know, dedication to that. And I know some other projects you have on board too. So we're happy and, and, and um, just, I guess we all are taking notice of the growth in the Midway area on, on the residential side. It's, it's really growing. So as a community, we just got to make sure that we're able to <laughs> attract the commercial side to it. There's no side to it, but appreciate what's going on residentially in Midway. All right, sounds good, sir. Sounds, sounds good. good. Yes, sir. <clears throat> All in favor, raise your right hand, please. Those opposed? All right, Richmond passes shall be. All right. Thank you all. Thank you, LCPC. Thank you, Marcus and Mr. Dryden. Probation Services Contract, Judge Osteen. We normally only see you at budget time. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get over here very often. Mm -mm. I guess I'd like to start off by saying I'm not asking for, uh, for any funding, any money. Or <laughs> Duly noted and recorded. <laughs> be welcome back. In, in perpetuity. Um, I have two issues before the commission tonight. Uh, I'm requesting, one, I'm requesting the board to terminate the current probation services contract for Liberty County State Court. And the second issue, I'm, ask, I'm requesting the board to approve the new contract for the new probation service provider. And just for y'all's benefit, I have two representatives from the new provider here 
to answer any questions you, you may have. Okay. Well, how you want to have it, Mr. Chair? Give, mm -hmm. give us a little more information. Uh, how shall I say it? As much as you can about, about the, the need for a change, so if you just will. Uh, I've been uh, the Liberty County State Court judge since April 2017. Mm -hmm. I finished the unexpired term of, of Judge Braun. Um, basically, it, it boils down to this. I feel that, that uh, I've just simply lost confidence in the current probation services provider. <clears throat> um, to give you a little specific, um, I've had a chance to go back and look at the uh, 2017 audit that was done by uh, the Department of, I believe it's Community Services, I got it right there. And I looked at the re most recent audit that, he, that they had in August of 2020, and two of the recommendations were exactly the same things that I've had concerns with. One, that there was just simply too many probationers per probation officer. That the ratio should be somewhere in lines of one probation officer for every 300 probationers. Um, the 2017 audit, I believe, was one probationer for, for every 621, <coughs> excuse me, one probation officer for every 621 probationers. And in 2020, it was one probation officer for like 588 probationers. I simply feel that I, that I have expressed this concern uh, with uh, with the owner and director of the company, and just I've been been only pretty good for about the last two years or so, and it just really just in my opinion just hasn't changed. Um, I feel like I've, I've I've given every opportunity to do so, uh, for whatever reason it just it just hasn't hasn't changed. My opinion on it uh, is simply with, with too many probationers for one probation officer, it's hard to collect the fines. It's hard to, to do the community service. It's hard to see when somebody's charged uh, with a DUI. There's certain statutory conditions that have to be done, DUI school, drug and alcohol assessment, uh, community service. I just feel that a lot of things uh, are just maybe just not being completed. Um, so with that, I feel like a change is necessary. Uh, I've done some research and, and looked out for different companies. I've, I actually checked around with different courts and talked to different judges and, uh, and simply asking uh, this commission to uh, approve the contract with the new provider, which is Southeast uh, Corrections LLC. They have uh, actually been in other courts. Uh, they're uh, throughout the state, um, I guess, in our area, they actually do the Chatham County's Recorders Court, they do Bryan County State Court, they do Richmond Hill City Court, and probably some other ones that I'm probably, probably missing, but um, uh, I've, I've actually talked to the judges of the Bryan County State Court and the judge of the Richmond Hill Municipal Court, and they had nothing but a glowing recommendation. They thought they were first, first class, first rate. They're a big organization, they're a big company, and they will be able to, I feel, meet the needs and the services that state court re requires and probation, you know, that probationers need. Okay. Not putting words in your mouth, but you, you would report to this commission, sir, that, that you have allowed the present company every opportunity to make the improvement necessary. Yes, sir. I, I have, 
like I said, I, I've, you know, this April will be three years, today's about three years and 11 months that I've been the state court judge. I would say no less than the last two years okay. I have been trying to work with the current provider. Okay. Um, in court, I've been yeah, explaining to them that they need to get probationers to come. Uh, by the contract, if a person's delinquent, they're supposed to, within 90 days, if a person's been delinquent more than 90 days, they're to get them in the court. What I was finding was that they just simply weren't getting in court time enough for really me to do anything. Um, probation is about to expire, um, or they're letting, you know, when it comes to uh, trying to uh, bring folks, to, uh, probationers to court, that, uh, you know, I've been finding that, you know, a year or longer have passed from when the show cause hearing should have been addressed. Um, so with that, I just feel that uh, and a change is necessary. Okay. Yeah, I, I have worked. Right, I've really worked, really talked to him pretty good right, uh, for the last well, you know, at least two years. We're dealing with local families. I want to make sure things no, have been I, done. I understand. I understand. As a matter of fact, I met with him in, in, okay. in February 2020 about my concerns and mm -hmm. about that I was wanting to make a change at that time. At that time, I was going to actually uh, talk to the commissioners about maybe doing a, a county-based uh, probation department. Mm. Like in-house. Mm. Um, he asked me to give him some time. I did. Uh, and then uh, in October, I sent him an email indicating that uh, I was ready to go with the county. I didn't feel like changes were being made. Mm. met with him in November. We addressed those. He addressed those concerns, wanted me to give him an opportunity. Um, and, and, and when it came time to, I was giving him court dates in which to bring probationers to court, gave them their own date. When I was looking and kind of reviewing the calendars, I just felt like there was a, a large amount of folks that just simply had done nothing. Uh, they've been on probation since somewhere 2018. A lot of them were 2019. Okay. And uh, just felt like, okay. based upon that, I just don't feel like the changes were being addressed okay. or, or being addressed quickly enough to have an effective probation department. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times when people go delinquent, you, you really need to make contact with them, get them in the court as, as, as fast as you can to go ahead and address that concern. And I'll just say this for everybody's benefit, the way I do state court, a lot of times 95% of the way we punish people would be with a fine. My policy across the board is if, if you, you know, to pay the fine, but I have, I've got no issues, no problems that if, if an individual would like to convert some of that fine or even all that fine to community service. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty open about that, but I feel like they, they simply need to do something. Mm -hmm. I just felt like there was a, a lot of folks that just simply had done nothing. Okay. Um, haven't paid the fine, haven't converted to community service. There were some cases with, with DUIs. Uh, that I've looked on the calendar that they haven't done the community service, they haven't done the DUIs, or haven't done the drug and alcohol assessment. Mm -hmm. I kind of feel that's attributable to the fact they just don't have enough, mm. enough, enough probation officers. Okay. So, All right. This is the basis of wanting to go with a, a bigger company uh, who would be able to uh, provide a better service for our probationers. And in talking to them tonight, uh, they are currently interviewing for three positions from folks in our area. Correct. Okay. So there'll be hiring, hopefully three folks. From our area? Okay. Yes, sir. All right. All right. To go ahead and staff the office. Any other questions for Mr. Osteen about uh, Judge, uh, yes, what was sir. the amount of employees that this other person had? Well, my understanding was there was 
two probation officers, including the, and then with the director makes three and a part time. Um, but that, that was my understanding. And this was the cover, how many counties? Um, the current provider, uh, they serviced Liberty County State Court, which was by far their biggest provider. Mm -hmm. The biggest caseload they had was from Liberty <laughs> County. So they did Liberty County. Uh, my understanding they did Walterville Municipal Court, Midway Municipal Court, uh, and McIntosh State Court. I think they may have done Darien City Court as well. Mm -hmm. So the, out of curiosity, educate me. Them providing services for Walterville and Midway, they can still they'll still be able to do that. Yes, sir. This don't this only affect. Okay. This only affects Liberty County State Court. All right. That's that's what I need to know, sir. All right. Any other questions for Mr. No. I say Mr. Judge Osteen? Yes, Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Um, Judge Osteen, how you doing, sir? Good about you. Um, I've read uh, all of the information that you submitted to us and understand the difficulties you appear to have with what's going on with the uh, current services that we are using. Um, personally, I do not know the uh, guy or the people or president or CEO that runs the current uh, probation services that we are now using. Yes. But um, I think I'm aware that he has reached out recently to all of the commissioners, or I'm sure that I feel that everybody has been contacted by him. Um, he said that he wasn't able to, or was not allowed to be on the agenda tonight to uh, voice his opinion of what we are discussing. Mm -hmm. uh, is there any reason why he was not allowed on the agenda for tonight? Let me address that. The policy of the board, Mr. Jones, has been not to debate issues on the floor of the commission chamber. It's been to uh, act either for or against contracts for personal business matters. So uh, unless the board wants to change that policy in the future um, to, you know, to allow debate on the floor, uh, that's the reason. I mean, basically, Judge Osteen had requested to come in pursuant to the law I think it was provided uh, to follow up on his request for termination. It wasn't about allowing either company to come talk about what they could do. We're simply acting on the judge's request and so uh, normally matters like that uh, are handled either by letter from the company to the commission mm -hmm. or by private meeting with the chairman or somebody to talk about issues before they come to the floor. Okay, well, my only concern about asking that question was because the uh, information that he submitted to us uh, sort of didn't match up with some of the explanations that you gave for, I guess, maybe the lack of his services or, um, his uh, explanation of some of the things were different than what you explaining. And I was just wondering if we ever had time to vet what he said properly before we make a decision on moving forward from his, uh, from his probation services. Yeah. Uh, George, you can correct me. I don't think we've ever used where that you used vetted um, recommendations for probation services. The recommendation that comes from from the judge's judge. office, mm -hmm. That's and, great. and we and we use the judge as the expert <clears throat> on this. Um, so, so kind of like Mr. Brown was saying, whether it's this proposal or another one, we would never have two competing 
that a good word? <laughs> yeah. Um, representatives get on the floor and repeat. Right. It, it would never end. Yeah. It would never. So take the information from Friday. I know the gentleman. He sent. Did you get an email from him or a letter? Yes. Okay. This will be history too, and certainly whatever the board wants to do is that the way the current contract uh, was entered into uh, was basically through recommendation of the in-state court judge, as the chairman described, mm -hmm. uh, for their court coming to the board of commissioners. So uh, I don't think it's really envisioned that the commission would decide what probation mm -hmm. company handles what court the judge would make those recommendations. That's right. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say this: just uh, I, I don't make this decision lightly I, I this this is i mean i'll say this about the the ceo and owner of the of the, of the current provider really nice guy um went to law school uh just graduated from law school passed the bar um i mean he's a he's a good guy I mean, he's a he's a nice guy i just simply have uh, lost confidence in his ability to effectively run the probation department for for, for our state court I mean, he's a great guy. He's smart. I mean, he went to law school, uh, passed the bar. Um, but I just, I don't know how else to say it other than the fact I just simply lost confidence. This is, it's been hard for me um, just because I know him, I know his family. Uh, puts me in a kind of a bad spot. But, uh, but the way I look at it, um, whether you know, it's right or however people look at it is wrong, I feel like I have a fiduciary right. duty to Liberty County. That's right. and as the judge, I feel like I've got to do what I think the right decision for state court, the, the, you know, the citizens that attend state court and the probationers. I feel like um, if, if I feel like a service is not being met, I feel like it's a direct reflection of court. Um, I feel, and again, I, I don't enter this lightly, but I just simply feel like that I've just got to make this decision because I feel like it's the right thing to do. Um, based upon the fact that I, I have a fiduciary duty, and mm -hmm. so yeah. that's why. I do, and I, like I said, I, I don't, I don't do this lightly. This has really put me in a in an awkward position. Mm -hmm. uh, I like to be a people pleaser, uh, and in this case, I know I'm not. But but pushing my personal feelings aside, I feel like it is the right thing to do, uh, based upon that fiduciary duty. I. I and just, and I feel like I just, I need to do this. And that's why I've initiated uh, the termination of his contract. And I understand the statute that uh, Mr. Brown is referring to. So. Well, I've, oh, yes, sorry, sir. Judge. No, you're, sorry. you're good. I don't no, have a good. question. I just had a comment. I was going to say, as the county grows, so does activity in the county that you see in your courtroom, I'm sure. And if we got to put some teeth into, if, you know, if we put them out on probation, you know, we, uh, they either need to do their, you know, what you've ordered them to do, and it doesn't seem like this may have hurt the other person a little bit, but some of his numbers are not jiving, and I'm sure you haven't even saw them. But it looks like they've uh, decreased since you've taken office prior to uh, whoever had it prior to you coming on board as yes, far as revenue coming in. Yes, ma'am. So... Um, like I said, I, I, I've only been, um, this April will be, will be four years. So, uh, you know, three years, 11 months that I've yeah, been, I would say, on down. the job. Uh, for the last two years or better, I have been talking to him. I, I've noticed that there are some issues that need to be addressed, and I've been trying to address those issues. 
Um, but I just feel like um, that the time has come to, it's just time to uh, put the needs of Liberty County, the needs of the probationers and, and fulfill my duty as the judge and, and make a hard decision. And that decision is I ask them to, this commission to terminate that contract. Okay. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. I, I'm just like Jess Osteen. I know the family, uh, along with a lot of folks in here. Commissioner Stevens hit, you know, a very um, good spot there when he talked about funds. And uh, we all live here. And if there's going to be any arbitration, it ought to be with this board. I'm kind of like, I understand what Commissioner Jones was saying about, you know, being able to argue the sides on it. The, the duty of the state court judge, he stated it. Um, Mr. Brown, he's backed that up. I don't care to sit up here. Uh, probably none of the rest of us do to listen to two people argue about who's the best and who's not the best. Um, I was here when the individual went to work with this uh, probation service, and as bad as it is, decisions are hard. Um, but with all that being said, I mean, I think for it's time for us to move <coughs> on. You'll entertain a motion, Mr. Chairman. I'll make yeah. a motion that we move forward with the um, probation services that Mr. Osteen yeah. has brought in here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I, I just wanted to say, um, you know, the, on the agenda, uh, the Judge Osteen's um, is an action action item. Mm -hmm. And had the current uh, provider, had he been allowed to um, be on the agenda, it probably would have just been for information. I mean, we wouldn't have to take an action. We could hear him, you know, just go and state his case. But, but this is an action item mm -hmm. um, according to the agenda. And I guess we could decide not to take action on it, but it's, it's an action item. Mm -hmm. And had, the, again, had the current provider been allowed to get on the agenda. And he did send an email. Um, Commissioner um, Frazier just showed it to him, I think, yesterday. Mm -hmm. And I guess his position is in there. But that would be the same as if he stood at a day for information only. Mm -hmm. but, but this is an action item, mm -hmm. and uh, which I guess there's really no sense in um, a back and forth. Mm -mm. Yeah. Let me say one thing, and I heard what Commissioner Jones said, and I said, the Commissioner probably got, I was not contacted, telephone or email from this gentleman. No. About any issue. Mm -hmm. Just want the record to stay there. Me, me either. Thank you. Really? Uh, Mr. Chair. Uh, this is well, my day. Uh, I, I did receive an email, and then also uh, in our packet, Mm -hmm. Receive some. Yeah, this was in our packet. Right, mm -hmm. right. Uh, but walking up in the night. Whatever uh, for, from, from my standpoint, yeah. uh, uh, I know both individuals, uh, and I also know uh, Judge Osteen. If if he's saying that this needs to be done, I know it's a tough decision for him to even be in front of us right mm -hmm. now. That's right. Uh, so. Uh, and with all the respect, she's the one who has to work, work with these company. people. It's right. not any of us around here. So uh, with that being said, uh, I, I think Commissioner Walden was asked for a motion. He'll have to restate his motion, then 
because of lack of a second, because we start went into discussion. So, if you restate your motion, sir. Yes, sir, I make a motion that we move forward with a recommendation for um, that Just Osteen has brought up here to terminate the contract <clears throat> and to enter into a contract with the new provider. Second. Okay. Motion and second. Any further discussion? Just, just real quick. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and I, I thought we was gonna do that separate, but that's fine. Then we put it together. Right. Do it together. And, uh, how long will the new contract? What's the length on on that one? The most is be like for five years, but the the terminate it, you just gotta give thirty days written. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You mean the contract with the new company? That's correct. Yeah. Because it, it was like three years. Three years. I'm sorry. Okay. Three years. Okay. okay. Three years. With All thirty right. days. Okay. All right. Mr. Mm -hmm. Chairman. Yes, sir. Uh, further discussion, please. Mm -hmm. Um. That was a question I was going to ask about the length of the contract that we would be entering into, and you said that if we give a notice that we can't terminate it within 30 days. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, also, well, no, I'm, I'm finished. There was a request for the president company for some additional time. Am I right? I like the the all. I, I asked them to come. Yeah. To answer any questions you may have, if you wanted to, I mean, I just, I'm good. You're here, I'm you're great recommendation. You okay. This is your, this is your profession. It's other information. I respect it. You asked them to come. Now, no, another thing too, teaching moment, uh, Commissioner Jones. When these kind of things come up, as commissioners, once we get information, we also have the opportunity to talk ourselves to those people before we ever get here. And that way, you brought up to breast on, on, on what their concerns are too. It won't be many of these kind of occasions, but they do arise sometime. They do arise. Um, Mr. Chairman, mm -hmm. further. Mm -hmm. um, I understand we haven't said anything about money, finances. Mm -hmm. um, is there going to be a difference in what we are paying the current? I can answer that. There's no fee to the county at all. The, the, the probation provider charges a fee, a probation fee, to the individual that's on probation. And that, that's, that's, that's how any probation company uh, essentially makes their money. Uh, there is no cost, adult, no fees whatsoever on behalf of the county. Is, is that fee regulated? I'm sorry. Mr. Chairman, I got one. Yes. Yeah, it, yeah. There's a board that, that they're subject yes. to audits. Right. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chair. Yes, sir. Just got one question, Judge. <clears throat> if you can, if you don't want to answer. Out of every dollar, what does the Liberty County receive? I'm from probation. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Look at Kim. It'd <laughs> 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 be fines and forfeitures. So. <laughs> I'd be estimating, and I don't want to estimate. Don't, don't, don't do it. I'm looking at the finance lady. <laughs> <laughs> so did I. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the lagging in those federal yeah. You can see it. Mm -hmm. I have personally discussed this with the judge ever since he took office, actually, um, on state court fines. Because if you'll remember, those fines were increased significantly a few years back. They were, yeah. So I think mm -hmm. <laughs> when he saw a couple of my reports showing those revenues down, it, it didn't it didn't align with mm -hmm. the, with the increase in fines and. Um, so yeah, uh, hopefully we'll see uh, we'll see more community service and we'll see more restitution. 
Mr. Chairman, also uh, I'll piggyback a little bit on what Commissioner Stevens said, and I do remember Jeff Osteen said it's not about the money in the beginning. It's about community service. Efficiency. I, I understand, you know, we're not in the money-making business mm -hmm. all the time, and, and if it's his decision to charge money, that's one thing. If it's his decision to put it to uh, probation or whatever, that's also his decision. It's his decision to, to uh, void the contract, and, um, you know, that, that's his bailiwick. That's yours. You, you know, uh, and, and I'm done with it. <laughs> could, I, could, I, could I ask a question, Jim? Yes, uh, if it's okay, because there are two separate actions, and really code section addresses uh, the ability for the judge to recommend or begin termination of a contract with the board to acquiesce in the termination. But then in the new contract, the judge specifically has to sign off on any new contract person. If, if the commission chooses to somehow be unsatisfied with, the, with, with a new vendor, it doesn't have the power to terminate without the judge's approval. Mm -hmm. Could we do that in two separate motions just because of that, Commissioner Walden? Would you consider a motion to terminate the current contract and then offer a motion to approve a new contract? I thought that's what I did, but yeah, I, I, if if the chair will entertain a motion, mm -hmm. and you can scratch out all that I've already said, you're sending your motion. I I will follow the recommendation of the judge of state court that we terminate the contract that's in place now. Second, motion second that we terminate the contract with the present vendor for probation of services. And a second with Commissioner Stevens. Any further discussion? They've been done all in favor of terminating the contract. Raise your right hand, please. Any opposed? All right. Yes, sir. And at this particular time, Mr. Chairman, with your blessings, I will make a motion that we enter into a contract with a new provider that Judge Osteen has uh, talked about here in the last hour. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we don't see him often. <laughs> second to that? Second. second. Okay, motion second. <laughs> Please name the new provider, sir. Southeast Corrections. Southeast House. Corrections. Okay, all right. Any further discussion on that? Yes. Yes, sir. Mr. Chairman, sure. um, are we aware of the owners or the people, CEOs of this uh, new company that we are proposing to go to for our profession services? Yes, sir. I think, um, as a matter of fact, well, I know you get a copy of the agreement there. Mm -hmm. Answer that question. Yes, sir, we are. And and I don't know, Mr. Chairman, certainly up to you whether you want to have them speak or if it's necessary or not. Okay, Mr. I asked them to come just just for your benefit. If y'all had any questions, mm -hmm. uh, totally up to y'all. No, I don't nope. have any questions. No question. I don't plan on getting in trouble, so I don't need to see them. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome to ask. You want to ask okay, all right. No questions. All right. Hey, y'all. Good to have you in Liberty County. All right. I'll say this. They are based in Georgia. They have based right up Duluth. Duluth is the Duluth. home office. They right got here. courts throughout the state of Georgia. In our, I guess, specific area, they do the Chatham County's Recorders Court. They do uh, Bryan County State Court, Bryan County Superior Court, Richmond Hill Municipal Court, Ivy Island. Island Municipal Court. 
they do this Chatham County Superior Court okay. Pre-Child Diversion Program. I'd like to make one more comment, and I'm yeah. through with it. <laughs> we can move on with Mr. Eddie's uh, motions, but I'm already done with it. <laughs> I've been told uh, the reason, one of the reasons that we looked into terminating the contract because the CEO of the present company recently moved to Atlanta, so therefore he couldn't be involved in day-to-day -day handling of his company. And now this company is based in Duluth, so they'll be not here on a day-to-day -day basis also. So I just wanted to make that point. That, that was one of the reasons that was said to be terminating the new contract. And we still have the same issue with the new providers. They won't be here on a day-to-day -day basis also. So I just wanted to make that. Yeah, uh, Mr. Chairman. Yeah, and I, I'm thinking that uh, part of the reason for the termination was performance. Mm -hmm. That's what you said. I mean, I mean yeah. if they lived in France, if they're not performing, that that's this is a performance issue, mm -hmm. not, a, mm -hmm. not a logistics mm -hmm. or geographical. It was yeah. based on performance. That's, right. mm -hmm. that's I mean, what I heard. If, if they were performing, you, you on the moon, no problem. Mm -hmm. The moon have been fine if mm -hmm. they were performing. Mm -hmm. All right. Make sure you're clear. Yes, sir. All, right. All in favor of the motion. All right. All right. Good to have you all on board. This. Uh, do a good job for us. Please, we don't want to see. Keep an eye on them. <laughs> see, see you in May. Thank y'all. Any, anything additional? No. No, you should be an hour already. Thank y'all. <laughs> Thank you, Ms. Bye. Yeah. Bye. Good to see you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we already got one on probation. <laughs> yeah, you're on probation. Gary, go ahead and All right, fiscal year 2020 audit report. It's Trey Monroe, I guess Ms. McLaughlin, are you introducing? You gonna bring him up? I, I, I can. You gonna bring him up? Um, he's with Malden and Jenkins. He's a partner. He's been working with us for this is your second, but yeah, we've been with Malden and Jenkins, but this second year he's been the partner on the audit and um, does a great job for us. Uh, they also do the city of Hinesville. Um, and he's just going to highlight for you the results of our fiscal year 2020 audit. I, I think you're smiling behind that mask. So I, I am. <laughs> I, I, it's, it's nice to have some consistency mm -hmm. um, and, and that creates efficiencies and... Um, it just makes things run a lot smoother. <laughs> yeah. okay. and, and, uh, and I'm glad this gentleman's here and just walked through what we just had to go through so he understands. <laughs> Fines and forfeitures. I, I will be honest with you. Maybe the right. room clears out when the auditor comes. <laughs> now, to your point, um, I get to go to probably 50 or 60 of these a year, different uh counties, municipalities, special districts, and it's awful nice to see a group of people, even when you disagree, come to an agreement and, and can work together, and uh, you don't often see that uh, everywhere you go. So, Thank you, sir. Uh, Thank you, sir. Definitely something you all should be committed to. Got a great team to work with, sir. Mm -hmm. Certainly. Mm -hmm. uh, I think you were given a couple of documents. Uh, the, the audited CAFR is the big thick one, but I'm going to speak from the thinner one today. Um, just to save us some time. So if you want to follow along with me, it's called our auditor's discussion and analysis. It's got the picture of the courthouse on the front of it. 
if you flip over past all of the pictures and everything over to page two, uh, it just gives you some information about who we are as a firm. We audit about 500 governmental entities throughout the Southeast. Uh, we've been around since about 1918. Uh, and then the engagement team that served uh, the county this year is down there at the bottom of that page. Uh, and then over on page five, just some additional information about us, other industries we serve and the services we provide. Uh, but I didn't come up here to, to sell myself or my firm. I came up here to talk to you about the audit. So if you flip over to page four, I think of particular importance to you all is our independent auditor's report. I think as you all know, that CAFR, that big thick set of financial statements is the responsibility of management. It's our responsibility as your auditor uh, to provide opinions on that financial information based on our audit. Uh, and I'm pleased to report to you all today uh, that we issued the county a clean opinion for its June 30, 2020 financial statement. <laughs> That's what you're looking for. That's the highest level of assurance that we can provide. Uh, I think it's also important to note that, that we worked a lot with, with Kim and the finance department, uh, and we were treated with, with the utmost respect. Um, they're very professional folks. They got us what we needed when we needed it. Uh, and this is the second year in a row that we've gotten the audit out uh, on time and met, met uh, the state of Georgia's requirement to get it out within you know six months of your fiscal year in. So definitely all things that, that they should be uh, commended for, for sure. So uh, I think it's also important to note you all present a comprehensive annual financial report or a CAFR, and that CAFR goes above and beyond uh, the general required reporting requirements of a government. Uh, you have some additional information provided in those financial statements, a, a, a statistical section uh, in the back, and then an introductory section that has a transmittal letter and some things like that that just uh, provide additional information about the county. And, and so, again, just wanted to point out that you do, you do go above and beyond uh, when it comes to your financial reporting uh, each year. And that CAFR is submitted to, to GFOA, which is the Government Finance Officers Association, and their Certificate of Excellence <coughs> Uh, program, um, and you all received that certificate last year. Your, your 2019 CAFR received that certificate, and it's been submitted for 2020, and we don't anticipate you all uh, having any issues with receiving that, that uh, sought-after um, certificate again uh, for your fiscal year 2020 CAFR as well. Good. Uh, just some quick, uh, brief overview of some numbers. Uh, specifically to your general fund, I, I like to point out at least one or two things. And if you flip over to page eight, um, that paragraph down at the bottom, you know, I get, one of the questions I always get is, is our government healthy? Is the county healthy? Is, is the city healthy? What have you? Um, and one of the places I tell folks to look at, first of all, an audit really isn't designed to tell you that, but if you want to look somewhere in your financial statements to see that, uh, look at your general fund and look at the fund balance in your general fund. Uh, and how many months' worth of expenditures do you have in your general fund fund balance? Uh, and as of June 30, you all had about six months' worth of uh, expenditures in your fund balance. And that's what I would expect to see uh, for a county government that's around six months uh, into the calendar year, so your fiscal year is June 30. We won't start collecting on those property tax revenues until October, November, December. So we're going to need those revenues to kind of help us get through those months of July, August, September, October, until we can start collecting property taxes again. So six months is a good healthy fund balance, or excuse me, six months of expenditures is a good healthy fund balance for your general fund. Uh, and the general fund had a pretty good year this year too. It, you know, it added to its bottom line by about 2.5 million. So that's definitely a good thing as well. Um, 
If we flip over to page 10, just talks a little bit about some compliance reports. You know, you all received some federal grants. Um, we're required to do some procedures on those. Just wanted to make sure you all were aware that we did, that, did perform those audits, uh, had no issues as it related to those. Uh, page 10 also starts some required communications. These are things that government auditing standards requires to communicate to you. I'll point out just a few things. If you flip over to page, well, bottom of page 11, we had no significant difficulties in performing our audit. Flipping over to page 12, uh, we didn't have to discuss any significant issues uh, with management. We did have some audit adjustments, um, nothing out of the norm, um, so, but we had no past adjustments, no uncorrected misstatements, which is definitely a good thing. Good, good. Uh, and then finally, at the top of page 13, we just wanna make sure you all are aware that we're independent of the county uh, in accordance with all the applicable standards of our profession. Uh, and then starting on page 13, just some recommendations for improvement. There, there were some findings this year, but these were the exact same ones we've had last year. I think we even uh, were able to whittle some of those off last year that had been recurring findings in the past. Um, again, these are, these are not new. I think they've been around for, for several years, um, but uh, just wanted again to, to have them here and bring them to your attention. Are they unique to Liberty County? Or no, I, I would say that, that counties of your size, these are actually fairly common okay. um, findings to see. Segregation of duties, a lot of times in our elected officials' offices, you just don't have enough people uh, to be able to properly segregate your duties. Um, and that's just something we have to bring, bring to your attention. We wanna make sure that those certain tasks are, are segregated uh, mm -hmm. in order to mitigate fraud. Not that we found anything um, in, in the performance of our procedures, but, but there is the opportunity, I guess, there um, that could be because those duties aren't properly uh, segregated. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but again, if you looked at uh, a number of audit reports of counties your size and even smaller, you would see that, that finding there. And then the others related to some, some budget, uh, special revenue budgets that, that needed to be adopted. I don't think that we've adopted in the past and some recording of those, those, that related activity to some of those funds as well. So again, none of these are new. Um, uh, the, these we reported again, I guess, last year as well. Mr. Mr. Monroe, oh, what you just mentioned there about the um, the recordings and all—is that did you did you list that in the in the audit in the big booklet about ones that you might make a suggestion of? Yes, sir. In okay. in the CAFR, right. those those four are are reported right. in the back of your CAFR. Thank you. Yes, sir. And if we kind of flip on over to page 16, it's probably the most exciting part of this whole document. It's all the new GASB standards that have come out over the past <laughs> a few years. I'm sure you all will want to catch up on these later on tonight. <laughs> uh, but uh, we only anticipate a couple of these having some significant impact. We've already started conversations with, with Kim on, on how to best implement those. So we don't expect there being any issues as it relates to those. So. Uh, and any of the other new ones, you know, Gasby's been incredibly busy. We're all the way up to Gasby 97 now. Uh, that's about 65 new standards since uh, 2003. So uh, they continue to be very busy and continue to throw changes our way. So we're dealing with them as they come. Uh, if you flip all the way through all of that over to page 29, it just kind of talks about some value-added services we provide. We provide free quarterly to our clients. Um, and uh, these letters are department can take part in uh, in those value-added services so and that pretty much concludes what I wanted to report to you all today again a clean opinion 
uh, certainly enjoy serving you all and look forward to, to serving you in the future. And if you have any questions about the audit, I'd uh, be happy to answer those. Any questions for Mr. Monroe? <clears throat> yes, ma'am. This is Trey Scott. Trey Monroe is your bond counsel. Mm. <laughs> I can't why they called you. Well, and downstairs he said, I don't have a Trey Scott on the list. I've got a Trey Monroe. I, 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 it dawned on me when somebody said, I, Monroe, I, said you. I, I went back and I looked at the agenda. I said, that's why. How about note that on your audit? It's <laughs> <laughs> a finding. <laughs> In disguise. Working together. There is another Trey, Mon there is another Trey that we work with, Trey Monroe. Mm -hmm. So that, that's how that worked. The other thing is, is I saw some eyes kind of light up when you said there's in June there's six months of operational expenditures. <laughs> My monthly report to them mm -hmm. identifies undesignated, unreserved fund balance that we use for uh, months of operational reserve. So yep. by the time June comes, and in our tax billing a little later than October. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so um, usually in June. <clears throat> We're lower than six months, but you are counting, and so I want them to understand the difference. You're counting total fund balance, not just undesignated, Correct. unreserved. So that's why when I come to you mm -hmm. and I say, well, we have 2.5 months or we have 3.7, it's not the six months because I'm only looking at undesignated, undesignated. unreserved. Yeah, I apologize so for that. I, I just wanted to make sure mm -hmm. while you were here, everybody heard that. Certainly. <laughs> well, I think you answered, you know, we always ask you how... Is Liberty County compare? I think you answered that question. And uh, um, no findings. Appreciate that. Appreciate, Kim, the work you, mm -hmm. the department does, and under Mr. Brown's administration, always do a good job. So it's um, encouraging us, sir, to hear this audit report. Thank you so much. Any questions for Mr. Scott while he's, <laughs> while he's before us? <laughs> mm -mm. I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, some reason it looked Monroe on there. <laughs> <laughs> mm -mm. The only question I thought they might have asked, didn't, <clears throat> yeah, we know you have to deal with them, not deal, that's not a good expression. You have to work with several departments other than, than um, we say Joey's departments. All that went smoothly? It did, it, it does, yeah, absolutely. We, it, okay. We're used to that kind of dynamic with, mm -hmm. with all counties, so. Uh, no, no issues there. Well, good, great. Glad, to, glad you had a good experience. Right. Chairman, on, on the and Kim too, with monies that was brought in for COVID relief, how will that be? Is that going to be a separate? So, so we actually had to record that in fiscal year 2021 because um, that's when we received it. We were originally going to accrue that back when we thought we earned it, <laughs> but we had to record that in 2021, so that'll be in your current year financials when we close this year. Um, we did receive 1.3 million, I think somewhere around 1.3 million um, in COVID relief money from the state that we filed for reimbursement for. Um, that was quite an endeavor, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, but in, and it was in a couple of different rounds, but we got it all and got it all in and I keep wondering if they're going to offer more money. But I, I haven't heard that they are. Mr. Walton, well, it'll be it'll be booked as a as a grant. It was actually a grant from DCA. Yeah. It's it's in the general fund, it'll but it a, is uh, it's recorded under a grant object code. Okay. So it's like a one time. 
infusion of, of cash. I just wondered, you know, because it was that one particular time that you would get that, whether it's a, you know, a grant for the airport or whatever, it, does it have to be held out in one particular mm -hmm. account, but you just put it in the general fund? You put it in the general fund. Mm -hmm. Put it in the general fund, that's where we took the expenses from, too, okay. when we filed for, for reimbursement. So it's easy to keep up with how much you've spent then. I mean, you know then that if you get 4.5 million or whatever it is, you'll know that when 4.5 million comes out of the general fund that that's all you'll be able to use for um, for this COVID portion, right? I mean. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not exactly. Yeah. I mean, we're we not have, taking we money at the general COVID fund expenses. above mm -hmm. and beyond. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we mm -hmm. have tracked COVID you got expenses. Okay. You got it. Yeah. yeah. But they have identified those and, I mean, mm -hmm. and segregated those into specific accounts so that we, if there is a chance or availability to be able to get more money, then we, we are right. sitting ready to file. Say so we spent this, 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 this. Right. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yes, sir, you own it. Well, now, mm -hmm. let me ask you something, Mr. Chairman, just mm -hmm. along with that. So the county got some, the county as in us, or was that the county including the hospital authority? The, they got their own. The health department and all they. So I, I don't know, what the I don't know about the hospital was. and the health department. Now, I know the other municipalities yeah. all were given a pro rata share that they mm -hmm. were eligible to apply for. Mm -hmm. So City of Hinesville, City of Walterville, City of Riceboro, City of Flemington, so everybody had the opportunity to apply for what the state basically uh, apportioned to that specific governmental entity based on, I'm assuming it's population. I'm not sure how they divvied it up, but you know, um, some cities got more than others and mm -hmm. I think it was all based on population. Mm -hmm. so we got a pretty good we think we did County okay. Wide. Yes, we did. Yeah. And, it, and, yeah. and matter of fact, when we were setting the millage back uh, in in the winter, back in November or December, that was one of the things that we were able to use mm -hmm. so that we didn't have to increase the millage rate more than we did. And we even identified that separately, is that that included incorporating that 1.3 million into our revenues, because without that, we would have had to increase mm -hmm. the millage even more. <clears throat> And we were hoping for that second round that never did come. We so. were hoping for the second round that is not yet. <laughs> 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 yeah. Any other Thank questions? For appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. It's like somebody want to sweep streets. Last but not least, <laughs> you know, you always got to clean up. Talk about my dirt roads while you're up there, please, sir. All right. Good evening, Chairman, Commissioner. Sure. Good evening. And the side commissioners. <laughs> <laughs> no, we uh, we did. We sent out proposals for a new street sweeper. Uh, ours just ain't getting the job done. That mm -hmm. simple. Uh, and we, we got proposals back, and I think race built out of Savannah was the high score on it. With, uh, and that would be the committee's recommendation to go with race built. The one we currently have, you're, are we trading it in on yes, it? We're, we're going to trade it, it get rid of it. We only have the one? We only have the one, yep. Okay, we're going to get a brand new one. Yes, ma'am. All right, yep. any questions for Mr. Wells? Yeah, I, I do, Mr. Chairman. Uh, no, Waste Built is the 
company do you um they what what um what's the make of that of that it's, uh, it's a freight liner freight liner truck on a Timco 600 sweeper okay and so uh, the waste bill is the same one we buy all our garbage trucks and all that stuff freight liner and all it's a freight liner truck yep. or the chassis yep. freight liner okay now and you said it's um you mentioned Timco. What did you say about Timco? It's the model 600, the, the sweeper. Okay. Okay. I think it's the same same model as Same one that we got. Yeah. Well, I, you know, when I saw Timco here in Wastebelt, then we going with Wastebelt. I, I know Timco is the. Yeah, is they, a, they sell them. Timco was the, and we we got a a, a bid a proposal from Timco. On Timco. Itself, but okay. Yeah, so they just they sell them a dealer. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Sheriff. Yes, sir. Thank you. Mr. Chairman, I, I, I want to, and I, I thought Commissioner Gillard was going to talk about it um, a little bit, but we were looking at some of the areas that was going to need street sweeping, and I'm sure there was areas that we didn't see. But let's just say, um, I know Commissioner Thrift just had a road in her area. I mean, it don't have curb on it, but will you sweep that road? I have used our sweeper a few times. The only time I've used it on a road that does not have curbs, if we're, we're clipping shoulders or something and the dirt's real bad, mm -hmm. left if the asphalt's rough or pitting the dirt, I have used it street. But I mean, how does that thing, I mean, I know you can drive it, but it's a pretty good haul from mm -hmm. one end of the county to the other. I mean, what you've got, you're using them right around here in the, you know, within the city limits, but I mean, what will you put that on, Clint? The low boy to bring it, or no, no, you, you have to drive, drive it. it. Really, yeah, you can drive it. This truck, I mean, it runs 65 mile an hour. Yes, so, in the future, though, I'm talking about you don't want to wear it out running it down the highway. So you're going to look at with with the teeth floss and everything we got. You're going to be looking for another one in five years. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how much a uh, road paving one sweeper. I mean, they'll do a lot. It's, uh... Yeah, we thought one grader was going to do a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, so, we have paved roads, and there's a lot inside the uh, the cities that we don't sweep. Right. You know, and later on it may be that we get into that, but. You, 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 you know as much as anybody, I mean, I just. You know, we we looked at different places, and even in Waldauville and Allenhurst, there's areas that's going to have to be swept. And I mean, right now they're not. Yeah. Even well, I I think Eddie, um, you know, when we talked about the street sweeper, we, we had mentioned that even with the smaller municipalities, we um, we grade the roads. Let's say Waldauville, we grade the dirt roads in Waldauville, and eventually over time they'll be paved so if we if our maintenance is done with the grader then and we pave it then what kind of maintenance do Switch we do it then and, and it'll be sweeping i yeah, guess mm -hmm. um, there'll be maintenance where this dirt road or a paved road won't. right yeah mm -hmm. but, but, but one, one a paved road with a with a gutter the maintenance mostly sweeping then i guess you have to do some pothole patching if if it if it develops uh, ed and i were um <laughs> we we were we rolled out uh rolled out in district one yeah yeah but uh we, we uh and i, I don't know what road that was eddie but it was uh 
a good, uh, good bit of debris, sand, and dirt and stuff on a, in a, I guess it was a subdivision down well, by the Yellow Bluff or somewhere there. Actually, the other end of the road that Commissioner Stevens is paving now. Yes. Yeoman Road, the right. paved portion right there. <clears throat> and, and that road, along with several others, is a mess. And it's simply, mm -hmm. there's so much pine straw, and our sweeper just will not pick it up. Pine yeah. straw and leaves. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just won't. We go in there once in a while to broom and, and um, clean it. Well, and, um, and also, and uh, I guess maybe it's part of um, Commissioner Jones or Commissioner Stevens District. Uh, on 84, once you cross the, the overpass, uh, right there by um, St. Peter's, there, there's a little bit of curving gutter right there until mm -hmm. you get up to 196 to Leroy Kofa. Mm -hmm. Then it picks up around Joseph Miller Park. And then there's some across the street at the store at Bill Carter Road. I mean, just just little stretches, but it is some um, some curving gutter on 84, and the state is not going to do it. It is the unincorporated area of the county. It I mean, it it, it enhanced the appearance of it, but I'm I'm quite sure that you you got enough to, to keep you busy. But it's it is some stuff out there that um that does need some attention to it. Yeah, I, I'll be the first to tell you that this, the curved gutter roads they need some attention. They yeah. It's not anymore no about getting by. I mean, I'm just going to say it's not just about getting by anymore. We've already seen getting by is good for a period of time, but uh, I mean, we've bought, when we, when we all knew we had one or two fire trucks, one or two ambulances, and, and I can tell you, you know, you, we need to be looking down the road, forward thinking about things like stuff like that. I mean, you know, we... We, the man just showed us a picture of the courthouse. Well, the courthouse ain't even there no more. We, we, <laughs> hundred yards away from the courthouse anymore. So, yeah, you know, we just need to be looking at things like. That. And I mean, in in Hinesville, I don't mind telling you know we get our sweat, but there are areas that, you know, we need to try to look at it. And the time comes that we've said, hey, we want to get rid of the the one that's in pretty good shape. Then I mean, our smaller cities may want them, but. We know what's, you know, um, growth is, there's nothing we can do about it. We're going to have to uh, take the bull by the horns and, and and move with it. So, you know, just be be thinking about it. Look at it. I mean, I, I don't think this board would just turn you down for no reason. But, you know, if it's brought up and we can justify it, Joey's got the checkbook. Mr. <laughs> <laughs> Chairman, I make a motion we go ahead and yeah. approve the one. We can buy for now. Get him, get him going. Uh, we'll go with the uh, recommendation from the committee to go with waste built. I second that. Is that right? $243,700. A lot of truck. <laughs> I second it. Uh, I, I didn't know it could go that fast. I never. I thought they had to go slow. I'm like him, but I didn't know it could drive a 65. Oh, yeah. Well, you get the sweeper up and go. Yeah, I did not know that. You know, I didn't go. Mr. Chairman, just picture the motor grader going down the road. Talking about how fast it goes, uh, Mr. Chairman, we, we uh, years ago, we bought one from Tempco, which is out of Waco, Texas. Mm -hmm. And uh, the dealer or the vendor flew my guys out there, mm -hmm. and they drove the they drove it back. Yeah. James Henry. 
drove yeah. him and another guy. They went there. They drove well, wow, Texas, I did not know they made mm -hmm. for the road like that. Their way from Texas. <laughs> <laughs> they, they didn't do any sweeping on the way back. Uh, but um, they, um, it's a regular truck. Yeah, mm -hmm. I did not think. Regular, I thought it was. I thought it was a turtle. Yeah, come back. Yeah, sure. All right. All, yeah, all in favor? All right. Motion passes. Thank you, sir. Clean broom, always. Uh, how, how are your dirt roads doing with all the rain and stuff? Uh, so I, I hadn't heard anything. Yeah, so some that's a little messy, but nothing, nothing impassable, uh, or nothing, nothing that's not a not going. And, and we got them caught back up. The the we, end of last week, we got them all caught up, and we actually uh, been we have unfortunately had to start buying some dirt and uh, working on some in Woodland Lakes. Commissioner Jones over there, some of them little roads. Mm -hmm. But uh, you use up all your dirt on um, Airport Road out of that pit over there. That that dirt's not. You can't use it on the dirt road. Okay. It, it's okay. a good hard pan mix if you want to yeah. build something. But yeah, they just that. can't put it on the dirt okay. road. Bad part. All right. It won't, it won't hold together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I got a pit. Uh, I looked at the other day for uh, Mr. Phil Lodum actually, and uh, it, it looks like pretty decent dirt, but it's so wet. So I can't get in and do anything. I'm gonna, mm -hmm. I'm gonna try to get in there this week with a machine and just to get it started and see what it looked like. I got yeah. one there and I got one on Lewis Frazier that a guy's wanting to want me to look at. But we have been advertising for dirt. If anybody knows anybody that wants a pond dug for that's got good dirt. Yeah. Like I say, I, I'm, I'm having to buy some now. Mm. <laughs> I've said this over and on. I'll say it again. Well, since he's standing up there to the road department, if you look at other counties after a rain, heavy rain, first thing you had on TV, schools shut down. Mm -hmm. I don't think no schools in Liberty County has been shut down in years due to the road. Thank you. Mm -hmm. yeah, we, That's true. And it's through y'all funding, buying us the, the stuff we need to, to make it work. And I got some good guys that do it. I'll take the message back to them. We appreciate what they're doing. Sure do. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. Mr. Brown? Just a reminder about Thursday's work session. What time? What time is that? 8.30 at, uh, at the airport. 8.30 at the airport. Okay. Thursday. <coughs> yes, sir. I got one thing I just want to mention. We need to go back and somehow another look at how some procedures in Liberty County is handled mm. on zoning. Look at the fees for the participants who do not obey the rules and regulations of Liberty County and not just come out and tap them on the hand because I, I got a situation right now and it looks like it's much more cheaper for them to disobey bill and then come and ask for forgiveness. We need to take a serious look at this. Mm -hmm. I'd like Mr. Brown, you aware of what I'm talking about, Mr. Chairman? Yeah, I am. So yes, sir. Bring it up at that now, I've asked Mr. Davis to look at it. So. Uh, it's very disheartening. Yeah, maybe make some phone calls, Joey, to other counties and see how. To do things the right way, and they get well, then someone else comes in and do things the wrong way, and they still get applied. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you, know, you, sir. One time, Mr. Stevens, you come into Liberty County. The very first thing you did was buy our license. You don't do that anymore. You don't buy a license for anything. 
You know, mm -hmm. that's your first, that's the first thing that we don't do that anymore. Come into Liberty County, do whatever you want to do. But if you, if they don't have a license, then you stop them right then. But I mean, you know, a state license are, is good for any mm -hmm. county you work for anymore. Mm -hmm. So that's all they got to do. They can get a state license and somewhere and come in here and we never know they're here. Mm -hmm. Really? But so that mm -hmm. may be our first avenue. State license, move forward. But if you have none, hmm? if you have none, then you still well, proceed. I mean, if they don't have any license, then you stop them immediately. But you mm -hmm. don't have a way to stop them anymore. <clears throat> mm -hmm. And that's what I'm saying. This is something that we need to, yeah. we need to look into. We're explore it. Put some teeth to it. All right. Anything that's been good at the order? Thank you, Mr. Stevens. There being none, Chair, take a motion to adjourn. So moved. Second. All in favor? We stand adjourned. Thank you. Have a great evening. Sure. Thank you. Thank you.